Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your host, Depeche. And we're here to take you from Earth to the end of Pi. Oh, damn. We go and get there on this on this podcast. That's how crazy we've been. Let be. me do some quick maths real quick. Yeah. I'll find the ending right now. Yeah. How, you, you. Didn't you do a good um, Pengu's dad impression? <laughs> now that's the little brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, dad I is like... Angry, angry guy from um, Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> it's Italian. Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Pingu is it run by an Italian uh, company, and it's gibberish Italian. Is that meant to be gibberish Italian? Yes. Bullshit. Oh my god, dude, that blown my mind. I thought it was just like a, just gibberish, no, like an English-made thing. No, it's it's Italian. How did that get picked up then? What do you mean? No, because it was made by an Italian company and then they just converted it to Aussie. But wow. it, wait, so it wasn't even Aussie. It's just play the same thing. It's got no captions or it's just Jeez. gibberish. It's wow. like simish. That's- Look up the guy that does the voices. Right, this is going to be in the podcast. I'm going to snip it in. Okay. This can be um, a cold, cold start. Yeah. Carlo Bonomi. I want to see him record, dude. This is exciting. The second, second video. <laughs> Well, I can hear it now. Yeah. I can hear the Italian. Listen. With the Japanese subtitles. Yeah. He has the baby. He does the mom and the dad. It's just Italian. Wow, dude. If you look at the behind the scenes, they're all just like crazy. clapping every time he does like a take. That is crazy. That's blowing my mind. I'm so glad. Daniel. <laughs> What's up? I wanted to show you, um, we are just talking um, earlier before we started this episode and mm-hmm. um, I was asking you, have you seen the new PS5 controllers? That the, that no, I haven't. Subject I to come out. See. I don't know if this is 100% locked in, uh-huh. uh, but I'm bringing up a photo for you right now. We'll bring it up on screen for those of you watching. They're introducing buttons for the last two fingers on your hands so you now be using two thumbs with joysticks and buttons both mm. uh pointer and middle finger for your triggers yes. and button and bumpers and now extra buttons underneath i'm gonna rain on your parade my friend it's old school but the xbox done that for like four or five years now Look up x pro xbox pro elite controller this this is what i'm saying dude i was saying you have your ears to the internet streets. I, I don't know. This is news to me. Because the streets are on the eats. <laughs> see the back? Ah, the yeah, paddles. Yeah, 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 and yeah. they've got ones you can just customize. And also yeah. that one, you can take off the analog sticks and put on like higher or shorter analog sticks and change the, the, the buttons and stuff. $200 controller. I think $250 here in Australia. Controls are already expensive mm. for when they the went Steam, wireless. Uh, here we go. One sec. I'm going to show you something right now. All hold right. on. Hold the fort. All right. Uh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo-Wop-Wop. I'm the scat man. All right. Daniel's bringing something over. He's blowing it like it's a cartridge from 1993. What's he got for, what's he got for us? This was one of my favorite controllers. He's got the Steam controller. Made. It's got it already. Feel it. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we played Steam with controller. this. Our, our, we played Streets of Rage and stuff yes. like this on this. It's got two trackpads so that it navigates a mouse like, um, like a normal. That's cool. Uh, I mean, um, and fully programmable, and when you you can program it to be like when I touch this, it activates the gyro, and then I can do this, 
or when I just swipe up and down this, it activates some other maneuver or when I swipe left, it does a different configuration. Yeah, cool. It's an interesting cool. controller that I've come across. That's cool. And, and also the, the trigger has a second functionality when you press all the way, it clicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. So you could be like, I activate something on that click only. So Call of Duty, you could be like, I look at the down the site with a half click and a full click shoots. Oh, damn. That's crazy. So you can be like map out two well, times the amount of shit. That's actually where I was going to with um, showing you these controllers. I was, I was wondering like, do you think it's taking like the just, I, oh, I mean, I know this is very subjective, but I found that I enjoyed when multiplayer games just started coming out um, with console and stuff like that. Yeah. And people were still kind of doing the whole running around and shooting thing. And then it got super competitive. And then it got to a point where like, I don't know. You feel like you're not really playing. Like the life of a multiplayer person, PvP, is just like a couple of seconds on like a FPS game, mm. and it's just all about like the weird. super sensitivity. You people are doing all these like weird like hacking things while they're running around, not hacking things, but like yeah, all these little things just to like make their movings like the best way possible, running around a certain way doing all these little trips and tricks and, and, and it's like kind of taken away from like it being a, a, just a game in the end. And do you but think do you like th- this is adding another level now? Like people are going to be even more on it. Like it's been around for five years, I'd say. But you know what I mean? Like the introduction of it. I think potentially people have been already like this. It's just whether or not it was common knowledge to know all this stuff because now we have the internet. But I feel like when the Xbox first came out, there was probably a couple people who were insane at it. Yeah. No I mean, what, I know like there was all the expert, crazy, crazy stuff. I know like when, you know, when YouTube first came out and like you'd watch like someone do a speed run, you're like, whoa, how is he doing this on, mm. on, on an old game? Mm. I know there's people always existing, you know, like people that just like clocked a game that became experts at a game. Mm. And that's always been a thing. But um, it always feels like the it's that's the standard to become that person. If you were to have fun online, you have to be in that upper, upper echelon of, players otherwise you're just going to keep dying it's not a really a fun game it's it's you're on edge all the time have to perform you can't chill and just game i get what you mean but that i feel like that's capitalism 101 where it's you got to buy this to be the best Mm-mm. and now it's like i got to have this to be the best when there are plenty of single player games you can play and and not have to worry about it yeah that's why I've completely stopped competitive gaming. That's my go-to, man. I like adventure games. I just like to chill, run around, explore. Uh, that's why Zelda Breath of the Wild was so amazing for me when it came mm-hmm. out. Like, well, I mean, I saw you. I I, I always had this um, draw to Zelda games. I, I never had a Nintendo growing up. I had that Nintendo 64. For those um, listeners of the podcast, you know that I had that for a year when I was younger. And um, they had Ocarina of Time. Mm. But I was too young to really play it from the beginning to the end. I kind of just picked up from wherever whoever I borrowed it from. Yeah. And uh, every time I went to a friend's house who had like Twilight Princess or any other Zelda game, I'd, I'd be obsessed with it. I want to play with it. When I saw you play Breath of the Wild, I'm like, this looks incredible. And then I got it at like the perfect time during lockdown. Couldn't exit my house. This game, such beautiful atmosphere, the soundtrack. It was like a complete escape. I felt so serene and relaxed when I was playing that game. And it was so much to explore. You got rewarded for exploring there was the so game. much to every every place you went. There was I felt like there was reward. It was, I was so obsessed with that game, man. I was working and I was thinking about the game. I was taking it into bed. I was anywhere. If I, <laughs> I went was, away. I, I got a switch almost exclusively for that and Super Smash Brothers and um, Mario, the yeah. the Odyssey one, which was. Have you have you played Odyssey? I haven't. Well, I got that um, All Stars one where it has sixty four Sunshine and. Uh, 
Galaxy, maybe? Oh, no. you Maybe when you leave here, borrow um, Odyssey from me. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, that's, that's what I want to play, and I want to play that Bowser's Fury one as well. I uh, wasn't as good as, as, as Odyssey. Probably one of the... I, I 100%ed Aussie, uh, Odyssey. Well, I, I played 64 to death, um, and I just recently started up Sunshine because I used to play with my buddy when we were in high school because he had a GameCube. He had Sunshine, mm. and he was a gunner at like... Because it, it was the mechanics of that game were a bit tough. With the introduction of that little flood, the little super soaker, mm, mm. it it switched up, especially from the jump from Mario sixty four to that was huge. And the controls are like you got to be a bit of a finesse with it. You know, you got to you got to flick the joystick if you want him to jump a certain way, and so mm. and he runs really quick on that game. So um, it's funny, like I'm playing it in like and with the memory of watching my friend play because he was like an expert at that game mm. and I'm finding some of these levels so difficult but I'm playing it for the first time by myself and it's it's really fun so it's like it's cool I'm gonna get through that I'm gonna get through um, Galaxy I guess it is I'll borrow Odyssey from you mm. and I cannot wait for the new Zelda game to come out next year next mid next year yeah it's a, well, it's a little while but it'll a while be to perfect get through when it Mario comes out game. perfect time to get through Mario games yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Odyssey was one of those ones as well where I couldn't wait to get on it yeah, I okay. had to be on it like, I heard it was a great time. jump like from uh, was, so was that would you say that that's like the best sequel to Sunshine Galaxy didn't really feel that I gap. think it was the best Mario game I've ever played whoa I, I thought it was it was everything Super Mario 64 was and more whoa I, I was very impressed and thought best Mario game of all time, one hundred percent. I heard they took so the many homages, so many homages, yeah. so many cool things to unlock. Like every level was huge. I'm talking like you know when the when you enter the level in Mario and like Bob's field and there's only like six or seven stars you can find in each level. Yeah. I'm talking there's like 70 stars oh, in each level. Really? Yes. Does it get a bit of repetitive? Never. That's what I'm, By the end, what I'm, I'm looking like, forward to. Where is these things? And then eventually when you when you learn more about the game, get a, unlock a couple more things, you come back, you're like, I get it now. Right, right. I get where these things are. Because I'm playing it, Sunshine. Unbelievable. I'm playing Sunshine and I mean, it, because I'm excited because you're, you've got the main world and then you've got the sub worlds. Mm-hmm. And you got the, instead of stars, the sunshine sprites. Mm-hmm. But the first world, there was already a double up and there was two collect the red coin um, games within the world. I'm like, don't do that just to get another sunshine sprite. Come up with something creative. Um, so I, already having that double up in the one world, I was like, eh, this is all right. But uh, but like it's it's such a fun world. I think it's um, it's just a very nice, bright game. Yeah, it is. Odyssey was that and more, dude. Oh, that know. reminds me of what? something. I only roughly touched upon this yesterday. I, I, I didn't. I didn't do a deep dive enough. I was going to save it for another episode, but we're talking about it. It seems like the right time to bring okay. it up. So, um, for those of you that have played Breath of the Wild, um, there's a character in it. Let me try to remember his name. Nintendo have never been in the limelight for any risky things they've always played it safe with all their characters and creations okay and you know it's always been about an inclusive family friendly model right Mm -hmm. um they've never really pushed the boundaries they've got this character who's a little bit flamboyant right um he's got a bit of an edge to him and but that's not the reason he's um apparently uh up, up in smoke apparently this is the most hated character in the nintendo universe why and I think it's it's it might be an American thing from what I roughly looked at, but people are sick of this guy 
So uh, I'll give I'll give people that haven't played the game a bit of context. There's a character in Zelda Breath of the Wild who sells you a house, and after he sells you a house, he essentially kind of like camps out on the front lawn with his friend, and he's there just indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a type of game that you don't really need to go to your house. Like you're not really chilling out at the end of the day. Go back to the house. He's just in there. Apparently, heaps of people have issues with him squatting on your property. And there's the Reddit forums and all these questionnaires about how do I get Bolson to get off my property? And people were looking up um, Japan squatting rights compared to American squatting rights and bringing in laws into it. And and people even wrote up code of like, this is how you delete Bolson from the game code and stuff like that. It was getting so crazy. Because they hate this motherfucker they hate him. so much. People are like genuine have hate. Like, fuck Bolson, get this piece of shit off my property. Like- it's like it's like their property and they hate him squatting on and they're like looking up the laws of like squatting laws in America and they're like well since it's a game that's built in Japan but then released in America the American release should have squ- the laws American laws applied to it instead of the Japan laws I'm like it's out of control dude this people this is just a game <laughs> it's not your own personal what home what the fuck is people going are on people hating on this dude what the fuck Wait, so did this bother you in the game when you bought the house? Bro, I didn't even think about it. I, I was just like- Why is your thing not fully pushed in? I like a little bit hanging out. Oh, okay. No, no. I just need to do that to light it up. Um, But, I I mean, I- What a weird thing to get- I would get off my property. Dude, there's there's people that have um written how the best way to get him from coming back to your property because there's a period in the game where he goes to a separate village, but he does come back. And dude, people are getting this is what this is what you do. You collect a bunch of wood, you build a bunch of fires on this bridge, and he physically and you build enough fires that he can't physically can't come back to your house and you block him from coming to your house. Like people are going oh, out of control. But it's like what you have to reset the game. Uh, it's th- there's a whole Reddit thread the issue with Bolson. Read it out. I, 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 this is a good one. I've seen threads about Bolson being a squatter, and I've seen people bring up squatter laws in Japan and America. While it's interesting, it does make it does not make sense. The legality of Bolson squatting under the tree should be looked upon in the current situation of Hyrule in, Bi- in Breath of the Wild, since the Kingdom of Hyrule as a governing entity has not existed for a hundred years. So without governing, so without a governing entity or to for, enforce any laws, Hyrule is in a state of anarchy. Sure, you have. Impa, Riju, and others, but they aren't governments. So, legally speaking, without any laws, Bolson can sit under that tree as much as he wants. Fuck off, Bolson. What's the top comment say? I talked to him again after he went back to the tree in Hatino. He said he's going to retire. I didn't think anything of it. Came back a couple days later and he's still gone. Kind of wish he'd come back. What if What if I need renovations? Uh, <laughs> fucking random thing. Dude, I, I just, I couldn't believe the amount of hate that um, this character has. What the fuck? And yeah, people are- People get so mad about the weirdest shit in games. And, and like, it's not just like they're annoyed at it. They genuinely have a disgust for him. Like, it's, it, it's, it's freaky. And I'm like, it's a game, like- and you're not even you don't even like go to the home to the home in as in the game is not a central part of the game like you don't have to go home you don't even have to touch the house it's just part of one little mission yeah you can renovate it you can store some stuff in it but you never really have to go to it yeah i I didn't even know you could buy a house i don't think i ever did it (laughs) it's not necessary like you can literally complete the game without without buying a house it's so bizarre these people like ah it's 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 incredible 
It reminds me of Animal Crossing a little bit when, you know, the guys that start on your island in the game. Do you know Animal Crossing? I'm not too familiar with the... I, I, I know the game, but I'm not... Um, I don't know all the ins and outs well, of it. Well, you get a random selection of guys that start with you in the game. And there's like 900 characters that you could possibly get in the game, right? 900? Something like that. Jeez. And it, they're all different and have different personality traits and different voices. And... I started it and one of the guys on my island I just hated and I was Googling in a complete hysterical rage. How the fuck do I get these guys off my island, please? You're one of these people, man. Yeah, I felt like that in the beginning, <laughs> but it was also because like, they, I don't know what the hell's going on. It just pissed me off to no end for some reason. I started a whole new game just to get that freeloading full off my lawn. Don't talk to him again after the wedding. Okay. See, I, I don't think it bothered me because I don't even think I interacted with him. Isn't that crazy, man? Holy crap. I can't believe that. It's okay, Bolson, you weird. can get away from my house now. Any other games that have ever upset you like that? They never upset me. No, no, but I mean, like, has that ever happened to you in any game where you're just so fucking mad? At a character? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something. for sure. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I've definitely, like, been in frustrating games where I'm like, can't stand this piece of shit. Yeah, okay. Fucking Whizpig and Diddy Kong Racing. I must smash the controller in half with strength. I love Diddy Kong Racing. I did. The Whizpig Rocket Battle and the set when he went. Did you ever get to space? The space levels? The secret space levels? Uh, I only played as a kid. So, I mean, you know, I, I would have only just played the basic stuff. Okay, well. I, I loved playing with the aeroplanes, though. Well, you know, this is before the days of, of cheats and, and figuring out guides and stuff. And so, when we beat the game, there's like a, uh, there's a, there's an ending to the game, but it's not the real ending. And then we did everything else in the game. And then all of a sudden, we're like, you know, get all the secret trophies and we yeah. ran around. And then there was a place where all the trophies were lined up. Uh, there was a sign where all the trophies were lined up. And then one re- one day, my uncle's like, I'm just going to drive into the sign because, you know, it had that open hub world before you went into different levels, yeah, which yeah. I loved. It was like a Mario Kart with a hub world. Yeah, yeah. And you could do different stuff. And I thought that was so cool. Right where that lighthouse is, it's pretty much there. On the right, there okay. was a, um, a little sign. And you drive into the sign when you've got all the gold um, trophy race um, from every hub world, uh, yeah. for every domain world. So you've done the you've done the Dino Domain, you've done the Frosty Village, you've done um, all that stuff, the Haunted Woods, you've done all of that. When you drive into it, like a cutscene plays, and the the lighthouse turns into a rocket ship, and shoots off into the sky, and you go into a space space like uh, uh, domain, which wow. is like another new six levels. Imagine, oh man, imagine space. finding that by accident, like one of the did first that. people. Oh, he did that? And I thought my heart yeah. was going to explode <laughs> out of my chest. My uncle did it. I remember jumping up on the screen going, what is happening? Because we thought we loved the game so much. Yeah, we yeah. thought we'd done played everything. It, you played it front to back. And then we're jumping around. That's and then all That's these cool new feeling. secret levels and yeah. had such cool music. And then there was a double, uh, second boss battle where you versus Wiz Pig on a rocket. And he's like flying through space. And that was so hard. I literally almost imploded the game console. Yeah, dude. That's when you're, like, you're, you're gripping the, 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 the controller so tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God it was pretty sturdy at the time. Yeah, wow. That was the race. final race. Oh, wow. I um, I did that with uh, my buddy in uh, early high school. We played Halo so much. And it was one of those games where like you knew 
you played it so much that you knew the pa- the pacing. You knew when which um, creature or like enemy was going to come out, where he was going to come out, at the timing of when he was going to come out, just based on the sounds. Like I, we played it that much that we knew, like we just explored the the campaign levels. You know, mm. and it's pretty like it's one of those um what's what's it called when like you can't go off the beaten path. It's not it's not um it's not sandbox. Open what? Open world? Huh? No, like when there's kind of like a linear path. Yeah, linear story game. Is, it, is, that, is that what it's called? Yeah, I, I guess there's, so. a, there's a word for it. Um, it's one. It's obviously one of those games you can't just like walk off somewhere random. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, no, no, it's a linear game. And yes. uh, we we would just explore things that the game doesn't really let you. And uh, we used to find so much cra- crap. And it, you know, it was it was like it was. It was still like I find like Halo was still around that time where like cheat codes. It, the Easter eggs within the game were just as popular as the cheat codes. It wasn't just all about cheat codes. So. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a level where at a certain point, if you like walked a certain path and like, you know, it was, it was like you were like um, rock climbing, essentially. If you went a certain way, you could skip like the whole level and yeah, you'd yeah. end up right at the, like the end cutscene, and the enemies are just like on dormant, like just standing yeah, yeah, there. Waiting just, like, for you, the yeah. cutscene to trigger. Yeah. And it doesn't because you that haven't got to the whole the level yet. Those were the games where um, you would, you would, do that with your mate and just yeah. like try and not beat the game. You would just try and jump over the level and get into the weirdest, wackiest yeah, stuff. Yeah. That was like a a really cool campaign. So when they released the fun cool stories when they released the Master Chief collection on PC, me and my friend, uh, who you know, um, we we played the whole campaign again. Oh, on the so PC good, with dude. high graphics. Yeah, they, yeah. they had redone all the graphics. Yeah, I remember. So yeah. it's all high quality now. And I thought, oh, this is great. And you can toggle the graphics, yeah. you press tab. And you can see what it used to look like. I'm like, holy shit, the textures. I can't remember. I can't imagine that when I when that came out, I think I was in year four. I thought that was the most realistic shit I have ever seen. It was. I was like blown away. And then you look at like the um, Spartans, not the Spartans, the like the, the generals and shit faces. And it's like- Just like fucking polygon. It's like La- La- Lara Croft. Lara Croft. It's just freaking- Golden eye shit. Yeah. Just freaking s- a wedge for a head. Yeah. My dad uh, got us the Xbox for Christmas. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was because I was still heavily into the N64. I wasn't researching consoles at all. Yeah. But he just comes home and I'm like, he's like, this is the new gaming console. And this green oh glowing my God, thing. Oh, dude. Like, this looks like something out of like futuristic, like Futurama It, it looks shit. so futuristic because like everything had like a green tinge to it. And I was like, what is this menu? Dude, even like the little- and there was Halo so many, was one of the games he got for us. There were so many little subtle things like the cord on the controller had like, it was like slightly dark see-through green and the center looked like it like it was holographic and stuff. Yeah. You thought it was a button. And Do you, do you remember how yeah. freaking big I still got it, man. the I still got it controller was? I still got it at home. I got the, I got the big one and I got it, the, the second gen yeah, one was a bit smaller. Yeah, that's what we had. And um, I got it, I feel like I got it maybe end- Oh, maybe early high school. Actually, it was it was quite a while after it had had been released, and um, it's funny because I was like, I got scared of Halo. I was I was fine playing the first two episodes. And I think the, f- the third episode was when you when you're first introduced to the hunters, and I couldn't do it. And then I met a friend. So aggressively crazy. The music just switches up, dude. Do, 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 do. You're just playing, and it's like. <laughs> you're like oh shit and these things come down and you can just, just you can't touch them you. you cannot kill them you don't know what the hell's going on there's fluoro orange blood all over the floor they got spikes on the back of the head you're like what the hell is this this looks like nothing I've versed before and I would play the 
game up until that point and then restart it and play the game up to that point until I met a friend who's been like, who was like, yeah, I finished the game ages ago. We'll do, we'll do a co-op. And we and him went through the whole game co-op and that's when we became like close friends and we just played the shit out of the game. Yeah, nice. I really like that story. <laughs> he couldn't beat the third level. Dude, I was so scared. Yeah, it Cause was. Because it, it, because like, I I, rem- I know I know it ex- like exactly what happens. You're with um the a the NPCs on the first level, second level. They start dying off, and then they start dying off, and then you're on your own for a bit, and then the then the mo- the mood shifts. Yeah, and then um the music starts changing up, and then you freaking get introduced to these. Hunters and it, and it's all of a sudden you're not playing in nice open bright sunlight levels. It's all dark and shit, and you're like, oh damn, this is getting some, this is getting serious now. Yeah, once the flood starts coming in, that oh was scary as fuck. God, fun. and do you and they didn't advertise that at all. No, that was a hidden thing. Uh, the flood came out of nowhere. That was freaky shit, and it was so tough. When we tried to play on a legendary, no I way, couldn't. Dude. I could barely do it with my friend. Now you get on a one of those little flood guys. Mouse. They pick up the rocket launcher. They're looking at you, and you're like, "You shouldn't be able to pick up things. You're like, a, a, you know, you're like a, a zombie type of thing." Yeah, and they're just shooting at you, and there's Your little ones bacteria. just take out like your whole oh, like, shield in one go. They just explode on you. Yeah, the big mummers. Yeah, they're like nukes. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a freaky game. They're three, four, three, guilty spark. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying the li- the library was the hardest one for me. Me and my brother could never complete it on Legendary. And I did it this like two years ago or a year ago Yeah, with my mate. And I thought I fucking did it. That's Legendary. a game you sweat, dude. You sweat. If, especially on Legendary, uh, those last levels when it's like this, you're, you're, you're literally running for your life. Well, I think on Legendary, they it's it, if one of you dies in co-op, you both die. You both reset the checkpoint. Oh, really? Yeah. I am- um- I found that the harder the level you played, the the quicker you played through the levels. You didn't really, you know, you didn't savor it. You just sprinted through shit. I just could barely complete it. The level, I thought about how survival. freaking long the levels were. They're long, in, in, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, how much map they fit on each level, I thought yeah. was mind-blowing. Yeah. We should do a Halo run one day. Yeah, we should. That'd totally. be good. We'll do a live stream. Do it live. We'll do it live. We'll Twitch, we'll Twitch, we'll Twitch stream. Yeah, we'll do it. One double day. dose network. Maybe, maybe double dose. Now on Twitch. Halo, Halo edition. Nice. Okay, I got a story for you. Yeah, go okay, I wanted to tell you this story. I came across it in my mind eye the other day and thought Depeche would love this. Go for it. Um, I'm sitting in uh, class one day and it was history, a geography class. And this was year 10, uh, grade 10. I'm sitting one row from the back left. And it was in a class where, you know, no one really gives a shit. So, just like, whatever, geography, I felt like a lot of people didn't really care about. Yeah, that's one of those classes where, yeah. I was like, whatever. Um, could you even do it as an elective? I don't think so. I yeah, thought it was just mandatory. Time. You could do history. It was always history and geography. And then history was an elective. Okay. They're like, fuck the world after Yeah. That. Uh, maybe it was like agriculture or something mm. it turned into. Economic studies. <laughs> I just remember learning about like agriculture. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is how you water a plant, dude. Not to derail you, yeah. and I want you to get stuck into this story, but we went on an excursion to KFC for geography. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that, that's a public school shit right there. Oh man! And and we went into a room near a KFC local to us. They sat us in a room. You learn about 
farming and chickens and stuff like that. And after they do the, the, you watch the video, they bring in free KFC and you're like, okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) Maybe the experiment was to see if you'd actually fucking eat it. I don't know, man. No, because like, I remember half of the school went to Macca's and half the school went to KFC. We watched the video. We saw them, how they made the chicken, how the chickens came. It was all fresh. And they chop them in the video, kill them. uh, I can't remember. I think it was more about like farming and, and the agriculture side of it and, okay. and kept and, in the huge warehouse yeah the battery ends um yeah, it was interesting what the fuck right, tell me about your story Sorry. okay De- so you, back of the back of the geography class yep and i'm just sitting down i think it's like probably second period of the day and we're, we're the next one will be recess and I'm sitting at the back and we're just chilling and I hear some kerfuffle going on behind me and I look behind and two of the guys who are just like a bit of drop kicks or whatever mm. at the school who really didn't give a shit and yeah. was kind of like always getting in trouble. They're like, one of them wants to sit at the edge seat closest to the window and then he's, he, so the one that, there was a bigger guy and a slightly smaller guy. One of the guys is pretty solid and he- he gets the seat first, and then the other guy, who was supposedly his mate, I guess they like they had like a <laughs> weird relationship because yeah, they yeah. would like get into arguments and stuff all the time, or just try and like roughhouse all the time. I'm the know? bigger Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of them sits down in the corner, and the other guy's like, "That's my seat." And he's like, "I'm here <laughs> first. This isn't your seat." Yeah. And he starts pushing him right to like get out of the seat, and the guy's like, "No, I'm here. Like, fuck off." It's getting like he he's getting worked up. He's like, nah, fuck off. He starts taking it way too far for a joke. You can tell he's joking, but he takes it way too far. And and just oblivious teacher. The teacher was like not even in the room yeah, yet. Right, it right. was like right at the start of yeah, the class. Okay. And then I I'm looking at it. It's getting real rowdy. And then the guy takes off his bag and properly stands up. And he was like a solid dude. He fucking pushes the kid real <laughs> hard. And the, the other kid goes at like quite a far back because yeah. he gave him a hard shove like get lost and he meant it at that point then that only angered the second kid the second kid comes in to like push him back the the kid that was getting real upset who was in the seat first has none of it he fucking right crosses him right in the fucking mouth the kid's tooth goes flying across what? the room the tooth is like a projectile goes the guy touches his mouth. There is blood pissing out Holy of his crap. face. He's like, how are these friends? I couldn't believe it. I saw it happen. This in is promotion. ridiculous. The fucking hit just went, hit him right like that. That's so side. over the top so reaction. So fucking hard. And the guy's like shaking immediately. I like, can already oh picture who it is God, in my head. My can, tooth. I can already picture who I'm looking at. Yeah. He goes, holy shit, my tooth. And uh, it was fucking so much blood coming out of Jeez. his face. And uh, I was impressed how hard he hit him. Yeah. And uh, he was shocked and there was so much blood and I could just see his empty gapped Oh, mouth. it was one of the free- front teeth. Yeah, one of, the, one of the absolute front teeth. Got knocked completely Damn. out of his head. Damn. And then the teacher came in and was like, holy shit, what's happening? Who's doing this, this? <laughs> and then I, uh, uh, the teachers just called two of us randomly and asked us to write down like a witness statement of what happened. And yeah. I embellished the story hard, like so mad. Like I said, like kid one 
was just sitting calmly in his chair and Kid 2 came in being an idiot. And I literally wrote it like verbatim. like, um, And then he delivered like a, the sweetest right cross in slow motion <laughs> with the tooth projectile. Like a UFC throwing. announcer just yeah, yeah, describing I it. just described it with so much detail yeah. and beauty. And I said, this is what I saw. Yeah. But uh, that kid got wrecked and then Damn. he had to come in. I think he had to wear braces after that as well. Um, but then he came to school the next day and they said they put like an, another tooth in there or something. And then like two hours later in the second class, one other kid heard that that kid knocked out his tooth. And then he tried to fight the kid that knocked out the guy's tooth again and got into another Revenge. fight and fucking punched the guy's eye out. <laughs> His eye out. No, no, no. Like, he blacked eye. One of the oh, other right, kids. Yeah. Because it just started randomly. We just came into visual arts one day. Oh, my God. And then he's dude. like, I heard you did this. And they fucking start fist fighting in the middle of the class. Man, classroom. isn't it funny? Like, high school guys, they thought that that was the main, that was the main part of the life. Like, that yeah. was so important in life, high yeah, school. Yeah, I know. It was Nothing so funny look back at it. They're peaking in high school. Oh, it's so badly, dude. It's so funny to look back at it. And people, like, took that shit so seriously. Like yep. this is this is gonna be my. We point all in did. Life. We yeah. all like took it way seriously than it needs to be. But to be fair, excuse me. There's a massive pecking order. I think the teachers g it up, and like you need to study so hard now. This is so important for your life. When in reality, all we need is a teacher to sit down and say, "There is so many other options than this." By the way, you got to find what you want to do and focus on that. Yeah, and and I get like no I get like real people, world skills. A lot of people don't know what they want, so it's it's you got to force people to try a bunch of things till they find out what they want. I get that sort of stuff. Why couldn't they be like, uh, here's a stress management class. Here's a um, how to deal with your emotions class. Here's mm. a um, real world life skills class. Like here's how to apply for a driver's license. Like ask any questions you want to know about real world. And it's like how do I buy a house? No, instead it was. Mate, when you get to the real world- you know Pythagoras? Because that's the main thing you need yeah, to yeah. know. Mitochondria know is the powerhouse of the cell. Do you need to Osmosis? know that? Osmosis? Osmosis. Uh, high pressure traveling through a semi-permeable membrane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember like they'd just be scaring you. Like when you get to the real world- You ain't going to know no shit. One's gonna, no one's going to help you. No one's going to spoon And in reality, you. it's way more helpful and everyone's yeah, yeah. way more you're helpful like, than school. You can just ask a question and you're like, or you can just look up an answer. And you're like, okay, cool. I yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> I just quickly Google, how do I do this? Yeah. Or you can just ask anyone, how do I do this? And they go, oh, here's how you do it. Wait, you're, you're not all going to work in, work in factories? You're not going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. With- <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that one. Or um, you need to write this, you need to know this shit because yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah. We're all going to be engineers. Also, standardized testing, it's like, how fast can you write? Dude, I always I hated, hated that, man. Like, what if I have the answers, I just can't write fast? Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm penalized now? Yeah. Give me a, give me as much time as I want. Yep. Who I can't get more knowledge if I have nothing with me. It's all in my head. I hated standardized testing. Let's not go down that road, dude. Mm. We could go for day. Well, the whole podcast episode will be about how shitty high school was. Yeah, I know. I got one other thing I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, go for it, man. Have you seen there's a D&D movie coming out? Dungeons and Dragons. No. You haven't heard anything? No. Big, big budget, man. Massive. Wow. Like, huge. And- uh. Is it tough to kind of make a story that's going to be great? I don't know. There's so much you can tell, yeah. but it seems to be they've got like a rambunctious bard and they've got um, uh, a druid and there's a wizard and crazy stuff happening. Okay. looks great. Like look, uh, looks great visually and it looks like it could be a lot of fun. It's animated? No, it's real. Live right. action. Like Lord of the Rings style. My worry would 
is that it's going to have internet humor, which I despise. But I'm hoping it's not. From the, I watched the trailer because I thought I got to see. You show me after the episode whether or not it's good. Yeah, and I personally think it looks okay. Yeah, okay. It could be good. Yeah, okay. Um, did you ever see the old Dungeons and Dragons movies? No. Oh man, they are rough. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Special effects of the 2000s, like Mortal. Did you ever watch Mortal Kombat? Yeah, of course. The Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Yep. Where it's like they're transforming into fucking weird animals and shit. Yeah, yeah. That, it looked like that, the first Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, jeez. I love that um, Mortal Kombat sequel and they, they took off where the last one left off and Raiden's just a completely different actor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so weird. Sonya Blade, though. Who was she in the film? She's the chick in- uh, I, I know, but like- The last actor no, in Billy Madison. Was that her? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I had the hots for her in uh, Billy Madison. Who didn't? I don't know. What was that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that one? Um, that one movie that unlocked something for you when? Uh, oh yeah. What was that movie when that unlocked something for you when you were a kid and you thought something's going on here, but I don't know what it is. I feel like it was this actress for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd have to. Re- I would have to watch the movie to jog my no, but memory. What, what movie do you think it was when you were watching this? I think like one of the Austin Powers films, one of the busty. Yeah, one, yeah. One of the busty yeah, girls. Yeah. And I'm going, what the hell yeah, is yeah, going on sure. down there? For sure, dude. Oh, you know who else? Um, that I, I guess a lot of it would have been early high school, right? Elizabeth Hurley in Bedazzle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like sexified a hundred times. Big time. Bedazzled. I watched that in high school. I was like, God dang. Yeah, yeah, she's super, like, she's super banging in that Yeah, film. Liz Hurley. Um, she's married to Shane Warne. Is she? She was. He died. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> um, like- They were married. They were married till till he died? Pretty sure. Wow. Check it out. I did not know that. Type in uh, Liz Hurley husband. Brendan Fraser making a comeback, son. Hell yeah, man. All the, all the best to him. I know why he left. It's so sad. Yeah, it's it's not nice. Um, I don't think it is, dude. Well, on her thing, it just says spouse. Arun Nea from 2007 to 2011. Let's look up oh. Shane Warne. It was Shane Warne. I'm 100%. Maybe he was married to another hot chick. Hot, hot no, trip. it was her for a while. Let's get a bit of Wikipedia action happening. <laughs> I, I, how how weird is it that you can't, just like, it just doesn't life. just- I guess he's, he's not that internationally famous, though. No, no, no. Before her- Type Liz Hurley. It'll come up. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right what fucking de- dude? What if they just went out once? Yeah, they go, Liz- no, I saw they were married. I'm 100%. Okay, yeah, they did. They did. Must have been years ago, though, hey? Oh, fuck. Told you. I ain't crazy, boy. You're right, then. You're right, mate. We're too, that went down. too right, cunt. You're going to have to bleep that. Nah, I feel like our swearing is going to um, definitely, like, it drops us in views for, for YouTube. I don't know. I see tons of people swearing and they get a bazillion views. Joe Rogan. He's he's, on top, he's unstoppable. They they know that they can't stop him. The bro Rogan experience. We're just not targeting the 12-year-olds, but it's like we don't want that as our no, audience yeah, I don't either. Want that. So it's like we're going to get memed on like crazy. Exactly. It will just become a meme instantly. Um, and memes I won't get. Yeah, they'll be too dank. The worst memes possible. Some kitty shit. Daniel. Tell me. I got a story for you, man. Please tell me. And I'm glad you put the alien light on behind us because we've gone 
spooky alien style story time. Ooh. There was so much air in that. There was that. That's yeah. That's <laughs> what I, that was the last episode when I tried to do the X Files um, whistle. <laughs> All right. I want to Fuck, tell that you. That scared the shit out of me. Go. Terrifying. I want to tell you about the abduction story of Peter Curry. Okay. Okay. So, Peter Curry, his mm-hmm. first encounter with a UFO happened when he was seven years old. It was the summer of 1971, and he was playing with seven other children when all of them decided to go on a rooftop. As he came there, an egg-shaped UFO was hovering above the other children who were standing like a statue. After some time gap, all the children found themselves on the ground floor with no memory of the incident. This is his recollection. Mm -hmm. He kept that a secret for a bit. Many, many years later, next encounter happened in February 1988. So he's a lot older now. When Peter and his wife, Vivian, who were in Sydney. It was around 11pm and Peter was staying with his family. That night, his brother Sam invited him to watch a movie in his room. Peter laid in his bedroom, but what happened next was completely frightening. As he was lying on the bed, he felt paralysis in his whole body and could only move his eyes. He saw three to four foot tall creatures with black, wrinkled faces around him. He communicated with the aliens telepathically. He heard them say he heard them saying that they would not harm him and even made eye contact with two of them. Peter even noticed that one alien was male and the other was female wearing masks. One of them inserted a needle into his head and he blacked out. Peter described him him uh, as the tall oh, sorry. Peter described one of the aliens as tall and thin with large black eyes in a golden yellow suit. After he got consciousness, he found out the creatures had also drugged his family members. Further, he thought only 10 minutes had passed, but in reality it was up to one to two hours. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a strange incident. The third one, which is the the main story I wanted to talk to you about happened in July 23, 1992. He came home after dropping his wife off at the train station. It was around 7am and he was not feeling very well as he got into, he had gotten a head injury during an assault on the job site. So this is a bit sketchy. So he decided to go to bed and get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Peter felt something alighting on the bed. As he got up, he was shocked to see two strange women kneeling near his bed. He described one of them being of being Nordic appearance with an elongated face, big blue eyes, and sharply pointed chin. The other one looked as as if she had an Asian appearance. This is a quote from him. I got the shock of my life because right on top of me, there was this female, a blonde female. She was just milky white in color. Her eyes were probably two to three times bigger than human eyes. She had protruding cheekbones and narrow face that narrowed down to a pointy chin on the side of the bed, uh, on the side of the bed, on the corner of the there was another female, Asian-looking female, and then the blonde female touch. And then uh, she no- he noticed that the blonde female touches her stomach and then points at the sky. Mm-hmm. Although no normal communication occurred, the Nordic woman seemed to be in charge, and Curie got the impression that she was giving the Asian-looking woman some sort of instructions. She was six feet tall, very strong. She tried to copulate with Peter by pulling him towards her breasts. He resisted three times. Out of frustration, Peter, uh, uh, when she pulled pulled him towards her, he bit her nipple off, and um, he, he managed to keep it in his mouth. He, he bit a he bit a chunk off. 
Apparently, uh, the blonde-looking one did not give a sign of soreness or all the sensations of pain. However, she showed with all her appearance that this was not how it's supposed to happen. She then exchanged glances with the Asian-looking woman and had the expression on her face like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You've done this the wrong way. Instinctively, Peter tried to swallow the bite, but it got stuck in his throat and he started coughing. As soon as he started coughing, the aliens disappeared. Mm-hmm. Immediately, he tried to clear his throat, but his attempts were unsuccessful. Um, and then later on, he examined himself and he found two strands of white hair on his genitals. Yes. Um, he has the fo- he had the foresight to put them in a sealed bag for testing. Um, and I think the story itself got a bit of um, traction because he felt compelled to, st- to talk about this after he had had a previous encounter in 1988. And he got um, some guy involved in the science community who tested it. And um, the blonde hair was really thin and almost transparent. And the DNA was isolated using a PCR test. For the period of the, ex- um, of the experiment, the hair samples were also taken from Peter and his wife. Strangely, the test results came back from the hair, um, which came back saying that it was biologically close to a normal human genetics, but showed five distinct DNA markers that are characteristics of a rare subgroup of Chinese mongoloid racial type, which I didn't really understand. But apparently, that's a very, very rare racial type. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I mean, from what I was reading, that trails off into a whole thing about, like, the importance of how weird that, that connection was and how it has nothing to do with the Nordic appearance um, because a lot of the people from that subgroup... Um, all have characteristics of jet black hair, and this was a fine see-through hair. Didn't have any signs of chemical treating, um, so yes. they can't date it any other way. Wow. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he had sleep paralysis? The hair sample is interesting, but I read also that um, this assault that he supposedly had on a work site, he was taking medication for pain meds. And he does, we don't know how strong the pain meds were, but that could have caused some sort of hallucination. A lot of, okay. There's a lot of skepticism behind it, but... Yeah, um, but the, the fact that they had the test done mm, and the hair... Mm. Now, I love that story. Thank you very much for bringing it up. I actually had heard some of that story right. on, on a, a video I watched many years ago, over 10 years ago. I watched it with my wife and we saw it randomly on SBS. Wow. And it was a doco about this guy. Right. I have seen there's like definitely there's there's a video of of an interview. And I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know about anything about the, 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 the first half of the story that he had multiple visits before. Mm. I don't remember that. I do remember him talking about this biting of the nipple thing and the, the hair wrapped around his penis, which he, he mentioned for sure. And they tested, I think they said it was also close to like a Aboriginal in, 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 uh, DNA as well. Mm. It was like a very rare- Very rare. And yeah. like they'd never seen it kind of like that way before. Mm. Um, I remember the interviewer being, of the documentary, being very skeptical mm. as he went under, but he also went under a truth- Hypno- uh, hy- uh, He went under hypnosis, yeah, regression session. And also um, uh, a lie detector test. And his um, events are very chronological mm-hmm. and they stayed true. Yes. Um, it's kind of like Bob Lazar. Yeah. Give me Bob Lazar vibes, but- um, what I think, uh, what I think, uh, sorry, the the interviewer was very skeptical at first, but when he started seeing this evidence and this guy telling the story, then doing the truth thing, the 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 guy doing the interviewing was almost like in a trance of mm. like, holy shit, is this really happening? Am I hearing this story correctly? Yeah. This is insane. Mm. 
And the guy seemed very down to earth, very just, this is what happened and this is the crazy. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I saw this doco and um, very creepy. Very I potentially, creepy. Potentially, I think he believes what he saw. I don't know whether it's- Oh, yeah, I definitely believe that he too- believes that he saw that. I don't yeah. think he would be searching the, the, searching the, fame. The, the hair is so odd. It's yeah, a very strange thing. I think he remember told me that he said the hair was very painful to remove for some reason. It was like it's embedded on his genitals. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, from I had I had I had to read three different websites and- Dude, it was so annoying to read because it it was the type of story where- um, those like junk news media sites just copy and paste whatever another media sites put on and it it literally doesn't read right so i had to just keep finding different sources to find a a, a, a ex- explanation of the story with enough detail because they kind of just gl- glance over it and like none of it half of it didn't make sense it was so weird the way yeah. it was written it, yeah. it feels like there's all these fake news sources out there i feel like a lot of this stuff gets taken off the internet to yeah. be honest, it gets yeah. scrubbed. And they just want like a click, click uh, It's just like an easy, like, clickbaity uh, topic to get views on a, on a, just a generic news site yeah. that no one really gives a shit about. Yeah. Or it's just really embellishing the story of, like, it just sounds For horrible. Fun. Or yeah. It's alien news. Something that, like, today would do. Yeah. So, um, one thing you brought up in the story, which I want to mention, what I read in that David Jacobs book, Secret Life. Mm-hmm. Um, when he said that they all become become frozen and then he had an abduction spirit experience with friends, David M. Jacobs said the same thing in his book that a lot of people, especially children, will wander off into the forest or their parents will take them into the forest unex- inexplicably mm. for some reason. Then all of a sudden start looking at the ground or become frozen in place and then the aliens appear shortly after and take them to the spaceship or wherever they're going to be abducted. Their parents to. are taking them. No, so it'd be like they all of a sudden the people around them all become hypnotized at the right. same time. Like the story, his first story. They all story become that he had. frozen like statues or start staring at the floor at their feet. That's terrifying, and dude. Then the thought of no that. No one's responding, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yes, I remember what happens next. I get taken mm. because they're subconsciously remembering it. Then they see the aliens like in the corner going, like, That's terrifying, man. No, but they have no control. Also, kind of only remember this stuff yeah, under yeah. regression. But I'm just that, that visual. They never feel like. They're scared, but they also know that the things aren't hurting them. Yeah. They're like, I know what this is. Yeah. Um, I didn't write it down because I, did, I wanted to talk mainly about that third um, abduction story, but that second one that happened in 1988, um, he, made, he, he said something very interesting that was he was feeling absolutely terrified, and then um, one of the aliens did something, and instantly he's, he wasn't fearful at all. It's like it had just all washed out of him instantly. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of do that, like play with your emotions type of thing. Yeah. I heard an interesting story was uh, another thing about it. Well, well look, I, sorry, getting sidetracked here, but I honestly believe him. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick something like so many stories like this happen, what is he getting from this? Like, do you know what well, I mean? He's not getting, is he selling books or like uh, what? There is a book. I don't think he wrote it. And- it is interesting that he only talked about that third encounter. Um, so he only talked about the second and th- first encounter because the third encounter had happened. The second encounter wasn't enough for him to even speak out or tell anyone about. That's what I mean. So many people come out with these stories and just get ridiculed. For yeah. Them. And so they're not coming out to go, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm making up this crazy shit to get to get something. It's like, what, what are you getting? You but I will I mean? say that second encounter does sound so much like sleep paralysis. And I don't doubt that he experienced that. 
but it's so many so many of the similar symptoms of sleep paralysis that second that second one he was frozen solid he could only move his eyes he was yelling for help um you know i, I do get that too but the hair that was is, on the third is, is, that, uh, the, the hair the hair is the only thing that's making me question his whole narrative yeah um very strange very odd specific thing to be like this was on my genitals mm-hmm. like very strange you know it doesn't sound like you're really making that up it's kind of like um, you know, oh, they gift. If you were to make it up, I feel like a person who would make it up would say something along the lines of, "And they gifted me this blessing of hair to to say I was the chosen one," and blah blah blah, and really embellish it to some crazy nth degree. I'm going to be um, the skeptic here mm. and say that. Why can't you be the believer? I want to believe, dude. I want to believe so badly. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, if I if I can if I hear something convincing, I'm believing. Mm-hmm. I would love to believe. Um, but you know you do need, you did need to tread lightly because people do want some fame for this sort of stuff. That's why there's so many fake stories out there. Uh, but the fact that he had a head injury on this third encounter, he could have been taking medication for that pain, and it triggered sleep paralysis. What if he What if he cheated on his wife? What if he cheated on his wife and he had some other woman's hair on his on his dick? Yeah, okay. Just I'm just putting it out there. Mm. Oh, what did this hair I'm, it must have been but aliens, honey. I'm sure the wife would have known the previous stories that he mentioned. She dro- he dropped her off in the morning. No, no, no. I mean, he would have probably brought them up to his wife as a kid. Like a, the one about the kid. I was like, you know, that something happened like that as a maybe, kid. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But look, you know, I'm just I'm just putting that out there. That's a possibility. It's a possibility that it is um, sleep paralysis. Yes, I agree. The second one, sleep paralysis. Sec- um, the third one, banged his head. Maybe did something he regretted, or he did something that he knew of, and he chalked it up to. But look, you know, he did a, a hypnotic session, and that was all consistent. The hair is very strange, um, and I think that, that you can go down a whole rabbit hole with the hair and that that sample. Um. But I guess, pretty you cool know, to have something. Uh, it's very, very cool to have something physical. Yeah. Very, very cool. And yeah, okay. um, there's an artist sketch we'll put up on the screen of um, of this blue-haired Nordic-looking alien of his. And yeah. Pretty freaky looking. We'll, a lot we'll, of people say the Nordics, though. Like, you know, as a species that other people have mentioned that they encounter. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a really made-up thing. But also the, the, the friend staring thing at the, at the floor. When he was that, a kid, yeah, that that's tripping me out because that's what I read in a book. That um, out of and all the book came out not that long ago. Interesting. The, all out of all those three encounters, I have to say that first one when he was seven years old freaked me out the most. The the just this the story of them a ki- innocent kids playing and then a UFO coming and then he says that it was hovering above the other children and all the other children were standing like a statue. That's terrifying to me. Yeah, that's what Imagine that's what just, happens, just joy happening. You know, kids are just playing. And, and then all of a sudden, just... You'd think it's like... All the shot. happiness is gone. And they're just like... Oh, oh, that's just fucking terrifying shot. to me. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, big, big fear of mine is something like that happening. But thank God, I don't think I've ever been abducted. Hopefully. Hopefully not, man. You and me felt know. something... I, I disappeared that. for a while as a kid. And so that's true. Sister. And your sister did as well. And uh, you and me both felt... Pretty uneasy on our MIB special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows, man? Um, 
I'd love to know. I'd love to have evidence. Yeah, man. Of, uh, I've maybe, seen UFOs once. That's it. Maybe you need to do a little hypnosis session. I'm scared what I might find. Yeah, man. It'd be pretty confronting. I think so. Especially if it's like, you know, alien, something crazy. Um, yeah, that's super cool. I I think it, I, I, look, I want to believe the guy. Honestly, I, I want to just say, I, I believe you, man. Like whatever you experienced, I think it's real. And I think there's something out there that people don't understand with this type of stuff. And mm. so many people say the same exact things from all walks of life. Do you remember the guy that went on Oprah? He talked about it. They had a bunch of people come out on Oprah and they had a physician talk about it on Oprah. Mm. And he came out and, and, and helped the guy um, go through it. And he was like a psych, a expert psychologist right. and said, this guy came to me, he was experiencing these symptoms and I went work with him for many years. Yeah. And then he um, was, was going, okay, I... I hear what you're saying. And then he explained the stories, did some hypnotic regressions and the guy said he was abducted by aliens and then he got ridiculed and he was scared and terrified about it. And he went on Oprah and this was like Oprah in the, like maybe in the 90s. Mm. And the physician uh, psychiatrist uh, then started becoming quite fascinated with um, the abduction cases and he started um, trying to do hypnosis on many regression cases, uh, many people who are claiming they're being abducted and he said the same thing as David M. Jacobs, all saying the same thing, all um, people from different works of life, including kids, which um, ruled out the, you know, like the indoctrination type thing or like the uh, the profiling of like, oh, you, you're told to say it, blah, blah, blah. He's like children six years old who don't even understand what's going on about it. People of all races, all professions, all things coming to me to say the same thing. And they don't want me to tell anyone that they're doing it. What else could it be? He said, it's not psychosis it's not schizophrenia it's not this it's not that he said by my personal opinion it's nothing but the truth what they're telling me is what's happening to them there's too many too he's many seeing specific, all the links. he's seeing all he's the seeing links, all the links mm. and he's seeing all these people say the exact same yeah. thing he said i the only thing that could be like that is the truth and i think what is going on and people aren't talking about it which was concerning him that again, Oprah's just trying to shut this shit down because it would be absolutely. She's just making him look like a crazy person. On no, that's all those shows are for. Yeah, you know? yeah. but um, the guy the came people. off too level-headed, and the psychiatrist dude was like, "Shut your fucking mouth," because this you are wrong. Hmm. And it was pretty cool to watch, but uh, very easy to find that video on, on YouTube as well. Check but that we out. can't, we can't show it. Here. I'm sure Oprah's got that shit locked down. Yeah, yeah. She'll come. She'll come budging through the door. Yeah. Um. Shall we end it on a quantum shell thought? Go. If you were a transformer, <laughs> if you were a transformer, what car would you turn into? <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I don't know, something cool, Lambo. You'd be a Lambo. Yeah. What is any specific Lambo? Countach. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the, uh, Lamborghini Countach. I thought I already know they're like Diablo or the uh, what is it? Um, Countach. The Hurricane. Uh, the Aventador. It's the nice, old one. Nice. Oh, the old one? It's the vintage the one. The 80s yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one, dude. I like that one. That's a Miami Vice one. Yeah, that's a sick one. I like that's that one That's the one, one with all the retro wave pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Aventador maybe then as well. Let's have a look at that one. I mean, I feel like they all look the same, you know? They all got that specific look, but each one's so different. There's a there's that one, our one listener that has a Lamborghini is yelling so hard right now. 
Aventador looks nothing like a Diablo. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was thinking. What like, would you be then? Oh, I don't know, man. Hyundai gets. I'm going to be a golf t- Toyota Tarago. Um, Toyota Tarago. I was driving um, to work and I drive past a Lamborghini dealership and I was wondering, do you think as high status as a, as a car like that is luxury wise, mm. sports luxury, you know, if you got the money, you buy a Lambo. Mm. As a company, are they- a huge wealthy company because how many people are buying Lambos? How how many do you just have built each year? How much are you selling constantly? Surely oh, they, not that much. But I don't think they sell a huge amount, but that's like it's like Rolex. They keep that shit locked down, and they only produce a certain amount per year to keep the price nice and high. So even, but in my eyes, I can't imagine. But maybe the fabrication takes a long time to get something that high quality. Say it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Are you selling that much that you are? I can't picture there- Some are there. like half a million. Some are one million or more. Some are one million. The the crazy- I think the Aventador is one million. All right. I didn't think there were anything above 500K. Nah, there was some special editions for like 1.5, 2 million. But like, we'll say your average Lamborghini, right? Mm. There's plenty of them. Yeah. In the dealership, you'd see them. Like, if I was a, if I was like, I, I, I won the lotto yesterday, I want to buy a Lambo. Surely I can just sign up and buy one of them, right? Yeah. Are they really selling a lot each year to be a very wealthy company? I can't picture that they- ha- Even if you sell a few, I feel like- Maintenance and shit. But are you- How many people own a Lambo? You barely they're see Lambos. The, they're in the- um, uh, They're not just a suburb of just Lambos. They're in the um, agriculture business as well, because Lamborghini first made tractors. So, they still make tractors. And those sh- things are a fucking mozza. So you reckon that the most of the wealth comes not from their sports cars? Some, some I think a lot, of, probably most of the wealth. Look, look at it real quick. That's I think that's a hard search, right? Like no, just type in Lamborghini um, uh, profits divisions, division profits. There you go, Lamborghini division profits. I don't think this will be accurate. Yeah, well, I reckon they will fabricate this shit. No way! You have to disclose something. Revenue rose 31% to 1.3 billion euros. That's heaps. Profit jumped to 70%. That's like a quarter of what Apple makes. I don't. I just don't buy that they're selling this much. Yeah, dude. But who has Each Lambos? Who's, making- who's got the Lambos? Where are, they, where are they? Jay Leno probably has like 50. So, you can't have one guy that's solely- see, see if they've divisioned it to like what, what the motor cars and what the- the agriculture makes their yeah. fucking. This is a whole thing we're gonna have to like go through. I I don't I don't, I don't want to skim through all that. That's too much. To skim well, through. I know they make tractors and they're good ones and they're really expensive and big. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't picture that. They, I mean, this could be such a stupid question, but I just don't think that um, they're selling a lot. Who has Lambos? How many are you selling? Wouldn't you just see more and more Lambos year on year? Well, let's see how many are produced per year. Surely not much, and then. If and if there isn't much being produced each year, so you got like a collection each year, twenty twenty two collection. Um, are they all sold? Do all people do they just do they buy do they build a finite amount and then they all get sold, or do they just have stock just sitting around like you know Toyotas they'd be selling yeah they'd be selling so many surely Toyota owns more than Lamborghini. I don't know. I just picture like. Every year, people are buying Toyotas. Every single year, thousands of Toyotas are getting sold. 
Toyota would, manufacturing would be crazy. But Lamborghini, how many are you going to make? And how many people I don't think I don't think Toyota make as many as you think they make. I reckon they're making heaps, dude. Think about how many people buy Toyotas in the world every year. Brand new Toyota. It's apparently, since they started, they've only made 26,000 cars. I buy that. I believe that. I just don't think they're making- a 500 cars a year. I get that's a nice car and I get that it's a status thing. 500 cars a year. See, that doesn't seem a lot. And I can't imagine you're making that much money selling- Because I can't imagine you even sell all those cars in a year. Parts. Sell parts, uh, maintenance costs, uh, subscriptions or some shit. But you're acting like these people are driving the Lamborghinis until they fall apart. You drive a Lamborghini once every couple of weeks. Who like, knows how much the tires cost? When you've got that much money, you're barely driving. It just sits in the garage as like a prize. Like, oh, this is how much money I have. Just from if they sold those cars alone, right? 500 cars at like half a million each or something like that. That's $250 million. Two hundred and fifty million. Average Lamborghini price two hundred thousand. All right. Well, that's like ten hundred million. <laughs> ten hundred million. <laughs> hundred million, I think. Two hundred thousand, you said. Hundred million. But that's 100. that's saying all of them are sold. Yeah, I can't. Would I can't. Sell I can't, it. Pitch, they I can't would fucking it. sell it. I can't easy. picture it. Easy. You think five hundred people each you buy Lambos? Do you know how many billionaires there are in the fucking world? But like, like you gotta, you gotta see what I'm getting at. Say the billionaires buy them, right? Where are they? They drive the same roads as we drive. They don't have their own town. Man, you you don't know billionaires. They're all in Beverly Hills. So all the Lambos in Beverly Hills. I know Abu Dhabi has all the crazy cars and stuff. But like in Sydney, if you have a dealership in Sydney, someone's buying Lambos. I see occasional Lambo here and there. You got the drug dealer in the West driving a Lambo. You know, I see some around my area. I saw one the other day at my local shopping center. I was like, what, this is so out of place. It makes no sense. Lamborghini declined to specify its exact operating margin, but the percentage increased from 2019 but said it ended the year with a 1.93 billion revenue. I don't know, man. I call bullshit. I think they're-, they're Where I are think- they? Show I, me the Lamborghinis. I think that they're, they're heaps in the agricultural industry more than you know. They make so many tractors and parts. I believe shit. that. I believe that. If that's the case where that money- That's comes, how they started. The, if that's where the money is coming from, I, I would r- buy that instead of they're making all this money from selling Lamborghinis because where are the Lamborghinis? I've seen- Man, I saw one like last week. Yeah, I saw one last week or the week before, but that was one. And I don't remember the last time I saw another one. But you're not driving on the road 24-7 monitoring every Lamborghini. But you're saying 500 each year. In the world. Only major cities would be buying Lamborghinis. Dude. You're not going to have someone in Alice Springs buying a Lamborghini. There's 7 billion people in the world. Do you know how many millionaires there are? There's, like a, there's a billion in, millionaires. You think I someone think, in Alice Springs is buying a Lamborghini? No, million millionaires, huh? You think someone in Alice Springs is buying a Lamborghini just chilling out? Yes. These people don't know what to do with it. They don't have money. a road for Lamborghinis over there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Look at Dubai, man. How many people get yeah, cashed they have up? But they have the freeways for it. Doesn't matter. People buy Only- it just to spec it up, bro. Think about All the right. people that would All want right. it. Wife's sister in their fucking apartment building was a Lamborghini specked out like it's fucking NFS underground. <laughs> the fucking number plates a Tyrannosaurus. And he had a fucking Aldi specked up right next to it. Interesting. Look at this shit. I'll find it for you. This shit was off its head. See, that's someone that's wealthy that lives in a major city. I I would only picture people that live in major cities having Lamborghinis. I'm going to show you the real deal, my friend. No one that lives in Whoop Whoop has a Lamborghini. 
Bro, this is in fucking Sydney where there's no bloody roads. Oh, Sydney makes sense, but it's a major city. If you And if, we got the shittest roads in the world. If you have the money, you care about status, and you're in a major city. Uh-huh. And if you care about status, you want to flaunt your riches, you're going to have a Lamborghini. That's why in Sydney CBD, they, yeah, I always see Maseratis and Lambos and shit all the time in Sydney CBD. That, that makes sense to me. But where are the Lambos 500 each year? Around the world. Don't forget. Yeah. America, 10 times our population. Doesn't like a, that doesn't sound like a lot of profits to me. It's $100 million just in those ones. I feel like a regular if manufacturer if, is making way if, more. That's if they're averaging $200,000 and that's it. I'm going to find this picture for you, boy. Oh, I believe you. Where the fuck is it? I don't doubt that people have Lambos in Sydney. I've seen Lambos in Sydney. You would just think that you see but this more is like and more what Lambos just, year on year. But they get dismantled. The sales- they get taken over. People put them in the garage. They sit on them forever and do nothing. Jay Leno. He owns like, how many cars Dude, has he got? He owns thousands You're talking of cars. about someone that literally has his identity is but just collecting cars. he has cars. thousands yeah, of he's, cars. Yeah, that's his thing though. And then you're going to be like, well, where's all the special Fords? It's like he might own 20 of them. That's a special edition. I'm talking about Lamborghini General. He would have heaps. Dude, I don't doubt- Jay, People Jay, smash him up. Jay Leno, type in I know, I know. Jay up. Leno has cars. Yeah, wrecked but, for parts. But not Jay Leno. How about that? Just a regular what? rich person driving on the streets. Dude, people see Jay, Jay Leno driving all the time. He he actually drives his cars. Yeah. I'm talking about your regular millionaire or 100,000 air. people would drive this shit, smash it up because they don't give a shit about it, and they're just so cashed up, they just obliterate the car and it's scrapped immediately. So, you reckon that most- Majority of Lambos are being written off. I don't say majority. I say heaps are getting collected. Heaps are getting sat on in people's garages to go look at it. I know tons of people who never drive their cars and just sit on them and go, I drive it in summer maybe three times. Yeah. So, those people are, are just getting- are spreading out more and more. There's more and more people in the world constantly. So, you think more people- mo- it's, it's more of just a trophy? Could be. Yeah. Totally. But I, I see some around the place all the time as well. I've seen plenty around here. I've seen at least 10 around here. In this area? Yep. I don't doubt that there are some out here because I see them. But I, I don't think they're that I've seen 10 different common. ones. You've seen 10 different ones? They get rented ones. for uh, wedding events. You know, they got the specialized cars that, that, that the companies hire. That's a business though. I'm talking about- Yeah, but they might have 10 of those. And so, they're buying like what 5% of the whole production in a year could be. I can't picture a company would have 10 Lambos. What Not do you mean? In Sydney? No way. Oh, no. But the whole company might be like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I believe it. I don't believe it. I, don't, I, I think don't that's a very small number. 500 a year. Easy money. People taking that for sure. I feel like other Rolex, manufacturers- all right, How many Rolexes have you seen in your life? Rolex make like 10,000 watches a year. You should be seeing tons of Rolexes, but you don't. But I know people who have Rolexes and they're in such high demand- the Rolex market is now secondhand costs more than firsthand. It's different to what I was thinking of because I see Rolexes. Yeah. And I know that they have- I see a Rolex just as much as I see a bloody Lambo. I guess I'm not really looking for Rolexes. You're not looking. Now we're going to see Lambos everywhere. You watch this. We got to go. We're way over time. Hang on. Just before we just before we finish off, my partner do, 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 sent me do, do, what this phenomenon do, do, is called. Do, 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 the Bada Meinhof phenomenon. Oh what once you 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 notice something you start seeing it everywhere? Yep. Garfield. Garfield is the Bada Meinhof phenomenon. He is the ultimate man. 
I'm sorry, John. And on that note, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Double Dose. See you guys. We love you. See you. Bye. Bye.